the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It's one of these odd days coming off a holiday. It always feels weird the first day back because it's like not really a Monday, but it kind of is a Monday, but it's really not because you know, tomorrow you're rolling into a hump Taco day. Tuesday is avocado. I was just going to say, <laughs> welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show, by the way. Happy Taco Tuesday. We've yet to get a really clever sound effect to that. We always get into these like weird debates. We're almost, you know, there was a TV show about nothing, and I'm starting to feel like our, our radio show here is beginning to be about nothing, because we always have these, like... Ooh, are we going to get de- Jerry Seinfeld we, on? We, no, we always have these uh, weird kind of debates about nothing, but we really get into it before the show. Um, and here's what... I might as well throw it out there, because today I posted a picture on Facebook of a certain sandwich, a BLT, and I posted on there that there's nothing I'm interested in on this sandwich except the B. So then Skin's like, well, I like a BLT. I love it, but I want a, I want avocado on it. I'm like, then that's not a BLT. Yes, it is. It's no, it's not a BLT. Do you like a BLT or not? If you've got to modify, okay, you're at my restaurant right now, and I'm, you're not allowed to make any substitutions to the menu. Either you I'm like a B, no, either you like a BLT or you don't. Okay, I that's the way it is. Make a good blat. Okay, so my favorite sandwich. So then I felt compelled to educate y'all on what my favorite sandwich is and you can go to my socials go to facebook andrea k and you will see that it's not even a sandwich okay it's a po boy and it is the po boy it's the roast beef and gravy po boy at r and o's in fact the only thing that comes even close to it is the french fry po boy at r and o's so get back to me you blt you blat you blogt people Seven get back to week, me 24 7 no baby. get back to me after you've had a, a, a real sandwich in fact when i moved to san diego i couldn't even i couldn't even go to a sandwich shop it's i still really don't because it's like after you've grown up eating po boys it's like why would you eat I a sandwich what dante's taco shop where i grew up in los angeles makes the best mexican style hamburger on this earth we're talking about sandwiches that so you're very it's well no not of the variety we're talking about okay now we're veering off into into la la land let's we got to get serious we've got so many serious t- topics to to discuss tonight but somehow we always end up in these weird food topics okay first of all i didn't even ask y'all did you have a great labor day weekend what did you do? Uh, I'm not even going to introduce you now because I would give you a formal introduction, but you've annoyed me now, interjecting your avocado onto a BLT and then trying to inject hamburger in a sandwich discussion. Don't ask the opinion unless you're willing so to take I, Well, here. I don't know that I did, but anyway, um, did you have a great Labor Day weekend, my man, DJ Potato Skins? 
Jeez, now I don't even know if I have enough energy to talk about that. I've been shunned on air. <laughs> yes, I did have a fabulous weekend. Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm, Was mm-hmm. in the air-conditioned movies most of the weekend. Mm-hmm. I did. I worked really, really hard at not working hard this weekend, and just in, because it was way too hot here way in too San hot Diego, way too hot here in San Diego County. We do hope that you had a great Labor Day weekend. You recharge those batteries, and you are back ready to get in the fight. I got some great emails from you guys over the weekend. The call-in number live tonight is. 888, well, not just tonight, every night of the week, 888-344-1170. Email me at andreakshow.com. Of course, we also have our 24-hour hotline number. We'll share that number with you later. Um, okay. Um, did you watch any of the Trump speech this weekend? I did not. It, it. I watched pretty much most of it, and I will tell y'all, I'm curious what you guys think. Did you watch it? Um, you know, there's. It's it's interesting to me. It's tough for... It's tough to give a, a, a rally when you haven't officially named that you're the candidate. And it's really kind of at the point where I feel like Trump needs to f- to officially declare because I get that it was super fun. Obviously, one of the, the best part about Trump's rallies this weekend for me was the contradiction, the juxtaposition uh, between him juxtapose the imagery, the crowd, the music, the energy of Trump at Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania, compared to Biden, who was just at Wilkes Bar with his evil, you know, you know, um, all hail Satan speech. Um, and, and it contrasts those two. Actually, Biden actually did a different speech. I think it was during the day in which he, he had a crowd there, a crowd. A dude can't fill a broom closet. Cannot fill a broom closet. You cannot see those two speeches over the weekend and actually believe that Biden got 80 million votes. It just didn't happen. Just didn't happen. We've got some interesting election uh, fraud, uh, uh, truth, facts coming out here. Um, I'm going to share some clips maybe in a moment at, at, from Trump from the rally. What I really think was the most important cogent clip from the rally. We've got information coming out about from the judge who actually did rule in favor of Trump today. We've got that information to share with you guys. Uh, like I just mentioned, the breaking news in terms of the election fraud uh, information that came out regarding the Arizona audit, which is the only county in this country that actually does a full hand audit of its its elections and what was revealed about the mail-in ballots was absolutely shocking today. So was a Gateway Pundit. Uh, Gateway Pundit released videotape today of mules, including uh, United States postal workers, sh- stuffing ballot boxes. We've got that to share with you guys tonight. And then we've got probably our most disturbing story. Skins, I think our most disturbing story of tonight is some comments that Hillary Clinton made about people trying to up... Uh, I'm people. trying to block it out of my mind. <laughs> people. <laughs> this might make you... Kevin and I were just shaking our heads. This might make you gag up your B-L-A-C-T-F-O-G-T sandwich, whatever iteration you make with a B-O-T when you hear Hillary Clinton's comments later about what, what made her decide to finally start wearing all them pantsuits <laughs> back in the day. Um, we begin, though, with, with breaking news today out of Florida. I don't know what took this judge so long to actually reach the rightful conclusion that there should be a special master, there should be an independent person reviewing all the documents that was taken by the FBI because, um, it, you know, I'm not even a comma JD, and I can tell you that it's obvious that the FBI spent nine and a half hours there and not doing a, a 
um, proper search that's uh, the term the terminology is a filtered search where they they bring in teams that include special people within the team are supposed to be there that understand privileged documents uh and and it not even that but the privileged teams are supposed to understand you you've got your people that specialize in executive privilege you've got your people that specialize in attorney client privilege so it, it was obvious to anybody that they did not bring that they it was they that mar lago was ransacked that this team did not go in there with a scalpel in a precision manner with which to carefully and with respect and due diligence afforded a former president of the United States conduct a search warrant for documents. So I'm not sure what took this woman so long to come out and say, yeah, we might need a special master. We do need a special master, somebody independent. To go in and look at these documents. And oh, by the way, FBI, you overreached. You, quote, overcollected. You grabbed too many documents, including passports. We find out they rifled through Baron, Baron's, uh, you know, the the son, Baron, who's 16 years old, his bedroom. Hat tip to Melania, though. She's already replaced. She's, I don't know if you know this, again. <laughs> Melania is such a boss that she has already completely gotten out that trashy old wardrobe that they contaminated with their sticky little FBI fingers. She she tells them get that out of there, and she's already completely replaced well, she's the wardrobe. Stay fresh. She's got to stay fresh, baby. She ain't putting up with any of them sticky fingered FBI. Not the most gorgeous Hanks. first lady for nothing. I know, right? So um, this judge, she ordered the a master special master review the evidence, and she also uh, she accused them of, of doing what we already knew, which was over collecting, and she instructed them to to cease and desist. She didn't put it, I think, in those formal terms, but she basically told them they needed to stop any um, ongoing. And it, it, it investigative investigatory evaluations of the documents. To me, it's too little too late. I don't want to judge Trump's attorneys too much because I'm not an attorney. But I think that in the when there's not when the FBI is there for nine and a half hours and you're not allowed in and they're asking for the cameras to be turned off. I think that might have been the time to go ahead and file for a special master to be assigned at that point. Um, I'm not an attorney. But Andrew McCarthy is one, and he's not a particularly conservative, leaning one when it comes to opinion. And here's what he had to say today about uh, the Ray Clip 8. Oh, it's a big win for the Trump team, and it's a potentially explosive ruling if it holds. I would imagine uh, it's important enough that the government will appeal this immediately. But, you know, in a nutshell, what happened here is... The Justice Department assumed that Trump only had attorney-client privilege, that he did not have executive privilege, or at least to the limited extent that as a former president he maintains executive privilege, it can't be asserted against the executive branch itself. He went on to say that, well, well, let me disagree with him here, here a little bit, that they just assumed uh, that he didn't have privilege. No, they didn't care whether or not he had privilege. They knew that they had no business taking his passports either. They took 40 years worth of of his health records. Can you explain to me, Skins, why they would need 40 years of his health records? 
Makes no sense to me. This was not about a but this was not about a bunch of bungling FBI agents who went in there, not even bungling, but FBI agents who went in there assuming that he didn't have any executive privilege. He was they were ordered to go in there and do basically a smash and grab what we see happening like we saw at that 7-Eleven with all these uh, hoodlums up up in L.A. recently. That's basically went on. They did not care what privilege he had. Do you think this FBI, I mean, that gives them the benefit of the doubt that they assumed that he had executive privilege. If you've been paying attention to what's gone on for the past six years, they have not given any crap about any privilege, executive or otherwise, any attorney, attorney client privilege. They haven't cared about his privacy rights, his Fourth Amendment rights, any rights whatsoever. Let me remind you, Andrew McCarthy, going all the way back to the summer of 2016 in which they lied to Pfizer courts, and in a variety of different motions, one of which claiming that Carter Page was a Russian operative when he was working for the CIA. Uh, you know, this is this is not a situation where these guys there's all, all kinds of excuses today that maybe, you know, f- for some reason they did a sloppy job or they didn't follow protocols. This was intentional. This is an abuse of power, ignoring precedent, ignoring protocols, ignoring the rule of law in which to just continue to dig and dig and dig until they can find something that they can use to continue to persecute and prosecute this man. That's what this is about. He went on to say, Andrew McCarthy did, saying that, you know, what they should have done is they should have actually filed legal, you know, questioning, uh, filed in the courts seeking clarification on whether or not he had executive privilege. That's just um, nonsense. But I but I did want to play this clip because, you know, even for Andrew McCarthy, who is about as, you know, squishy as it gets. Uh, for him to say this is a big win for Trump, it absolutely is. There are some that are saying one of the reasons why it's a win is because of the legal concept of um, fruit of the poisonous tree. That for the judge now to say this, to say that they overcollected, they've now been looking at stuff for three weeks that they shouldn't have been looking at. Now it's tainted. Um, I don't think that I, I will make a prediction that I don't think that that's going to ever be declared when it comes to Trump, because absolutely everything that they've done has been fruit of a poisonous tree, whether it was from the phony FISA warrant, illegal activities, the Russian collusion, witch hunt, the um, it, Ukrainian whistleblower impeachment. I mean, it's all everything that they found in the course of any of that was fruit of a poisonous tree. And yet it's been allowed to, to be considered. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got some interesting. We we there is one clip we're going to play from you guys from from Trump's rally that has some of the left saying that this was as bad as the Joe Biden all hail Satan speech in Philadelphia. And I want to get your perspective on this. Don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K Show on AM eleven seventy. The Answer, San Diego. Andrea K telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm not sure. I may need reading glasses because a listener has emailed in that BLT's got to have avocado. You have smart <laughs> listeners. I don't, I'm not even believing this. <laughs> While listening to the Beatles. A2 Brute who emailed me avocado on a BLT. Let me tell you, my grandma is rolling over in her grave because she did love her some BLT. Okay. So I don't know um about this 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 clip. I mean, this is this is this is a clip from Trump 
Very few clips were really pulled or making their rounds from the Trump speech Saturday night. And of course, we know in part because this is the left doesn't want to, you know, doesn't want to show. I mean, this raid and the continued attacks are, are, are really because this man, after all of these attacks, after everything they've done, it still has people. The overflow, the overflow outside this man's rallies are bigger than Joe Biden ever got. You know, if you added everybody together from all of his rallies, wouldn't combine to the overflow, right? I mean, the energy that's there. And there's this young TikToker who went to this Trump rally uh, who went there to expose how horrible all the Trump supporters are. And he was like some 19 year old kid. So he goes there and actually wrote an article about how nice everybody was. And he just couldn't understand why all these Trump supporters were actually nice to him and welcomed him. And it's like, well, you know, that's because you've been, you know, brainwashed and been watching the legacy media and getting all of your quote news from Twitter. Right. When you stop drinking the Kool-Aid, amazing things happen. Exactly. Um, so this is the one clip, though, that's been making the rounds and going viral. And I got a question for you guys, whether you think this was a mistake on Trump's part, because if you did watch the rally, it was meant to, it was so so much of a contrast to the dark um, evilness that was the Biden speech. Right. And it was uplifting and it was he was hard hitting, but it, it had just a completely different tone. It was so pro-America. It was so positive. And then he said this. And um, so now a lot of people are like, you know, maybe this wasn't the best the best move um, because he was winning up until now. Clip six. Joe Biden came to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to give the most vicious, hateful and divisive speech ever delivered by an American president. Vilifying 75 million citizens, plus another probably 75 to 150, if we want to be accurate about it, as threats to democracy and as enemies of the state. You're all enemies of the state. He's an enemy of the state. You want to know the truth? The enemy of the state is him and the group that control him. I don't, you know, people are saying, well, now, you know, uh, he's kind of lost the moral high ground against Biden's speech because he referred to Biden as enemy of the state. But to me, that's manipulative. I, I, I think, think that, Andrea, it's very simple. Yeah, it was very po- positive from what I've read most of the parts. But he had to come out and say that because sometimes, like you and I talk about, you have to feed people their vegetables and the truth hurts. Well, right. I mean, we can't be in a situation to where, you you know, the left, for example, we've got some information to share with you guys coming up in the next segment. Breaking news today about election fraud that took place in Arizona and uh, and other places around the country, courtesy of Rasmussen Reports and as well as courtesy of Arizona and courtesy of Gateway Pundit. So um, we can't be in a position to where we can't state the obvious because somebody's going to make an accusation against us or the game plan is going back to 2016 Hillary Clinton is the one who colludes with Russia and then they in order to cover it up then they go the best defense is a good offense so then they accuse Trump of being the one to collude with Russia so that's how they cover for themselves right we can if if we understand that Joe what Joe, Joe Biden's speech Declaring 75 million voters as the enemy of the state was to cover up for the fact that the true enemies of the state are these the bureaucratic state that involves the FBI, the DOJ and beyond. And we, we can't be afraid to, to spell it out. But what we have to do is we have to we have to explain 
why we are not the enemies of the state, why we are the ones that actually support the U.S. Constitution, and we are the party of freedom, we are the party of free speech, etc., and why they are the party of fascism and tyranny, and be more clear instead of just stating general statements about it. I think that's I think that's the difference, because if you look at Biden's speech, what did he say, you know, that that was proof that MAGA are enemies of the state? What did he say? that he, Nothing. They've got nothing. Right. Well, we've got we actually have evidence. And what I think I guess what my point is, is what I'd like to see Trump do. <clears throat> I, I think first and foremost, he needs to declare or stop holding rallies because it's just, it, you know, to me, I it's not accomplishing rallies, anything. The teasing needs to stop. Well, I just think it's not accomplishing anything really at this point, because if you're not going to get into specifics, what are you really doing? Um, uh, you know, it, to me, it just kind of left me a little, eh, you know, I can't I can't recall. I'm, I'm actually feel like I need to report on, on the rally, but I can't actually think of of three things that I was left with to where I'm like, yeah, this is what you know, this is how it, it, it was more like, let's let's be positive and uplifting and kind of keep MAGA going without a whole lot of meat. I think I just need more red meat. It could be me. What do you guys think? 888-344-1170. Did you watch the speech? I actually didn't see anybody post on social media that they even watched it. And so I guess I guess what I what I want is to actually move the dial. I think I think if we want MAGA to continue, Carl Rove came out and said after that Biden speech, MAGA is dead. That's what they want. See, they want MAGA to go away. So I love the fact that Trump's holding a rally and keeping MAGA going as, as you know, the titular head of MAGA. But I want to hear more meat. I, I want to hear more meat and more substance. Here's um, when it comes to speaking to Rasmussen, 49 percent say it's unlikely that Trump committed crimes, 50% disapprove of the raid, 50% believe this is what happens in third, third world countries, and all of these responses are from independent swing likely voters. So I think Trump should come out and declare. Have that be his speech. Declare, I'm running for president of the United States. They're not going to stop me from doing it. And lay out specifically, because one, one of the things that he said in the speech as he's talking about the FBI is about how he's, he's cleaned up. He's got that's a mess he's got to clean up and he clean up again. He didn't really clean it up the first time. He really didn't. That's why it's continuing to happen. In fact, the people in charge of this right now are, are the people under his administration, including Christopher Ray. Bill Barr has come out and said that the government needs to appeal this judge's decision today. I think he needs to actually, instead of tap dancing and sitting on the fence about running, he needs to come out and declare and go hard in terms of what he's going to do or sit or, or just go and do rallies. You know, propping up candidates around the country, making it be about them. Your thoughts? If he's going to announce, I think he should do it the exact same place Biden gave his speech. What do you mean gave his speech? He, Biden's been given speeches around. Which which Biden speech? One. Okay. Well, the, the, you know, this was one of the reasons this was a speech in Pennsylvania was because Dr. Oz is in a fight and it, it, against Fetterman. This is what a dif- difficult state that we're in as a country. And I don't want to say dismal, but there is no explanation for why this Fetterman guy who is struggling so bad cognitively after a stroke, who is so insanely far left on his policies that he thinks that heroin injection sites should be set up around the state for taxpayers to pay for people to get injected with heroin. It's true. He's admitted that that he believes there shouldn't be any restrictions whatsoever on an abortion, which means up until the moment of birth, probably even after, which is, you know, in line with California. 
um, that, that, you know, in making comments like you can't have voter ID because black people and minorities, you know, can't get IDs. There's no explanation for why Dr. Oz would be struggling there, except this. That after this speech, both both he and uh, Doug Mastriano, who's who's running in, in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, after the speech, Dr. Oz was introduced. Mastriano was introduced after the speech. Mastriano was tweeting out that retweeting out the this, this speech and pushing MAGA out there and just going really bold in support of Trump and in support of MAGA and the contrast between MAGA and, you know, and, and Trump and this rally versus what Biden was laying down. Dr. Oz did not make one tweet about Trump. One tweet afterwards about the rally, didn't retweet anything. And then today there's breaking news from Oz um, that he has said that he would have certified the election results if he was a sitting senator at the time of the 2020 election. Dr. Oz, clearly you are a better choice for Pennsylvania than Fetterman. Fetterman literally can't get I, I, I can't I can't even play the clip from today because it is too heartbreaking. I am a crusty conservative man. And when I'm feeling bad for the poor cow running on the Democrat side because he is so struggling it, 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 to make it form a sentence that it's humiliating, there's no excuse for why Dr. Oz would be struggling. But let me tell you why Dr. Oz is struggling, because he's listening to establishment hacks. Tell him to go central. Tell him to tell him to not push MAGA, to tell him to go squishy, to tell him to ride the fence post. And that's always when we lose. That's always when we lose. Trump proved you don't have to do that and why you shouldn't do that. Pennsylvania is a state in which that election was stolen from Donald J. Trump, stolen it for no other reason by the state Supreme Court, who had no right to rewrite election laws, Dr. Oz. We have breaking news today coming out of Gateway Pundit. I'm going to share with the listeners in a moment, as well as what Rasmussen reports tweeted out today coming out of the state of Arizona. You are not fit for office. He's hardly any better than Fetterman for me, making crappy comments like that. Of course, he's better than Fetterman. But but what makes me angry is that this is this is the recipe for losing. We always lose when we go to the middle and we go squishy. You run Democrat light and you lose. You must show a hard contrast. You must stand up for MAGA. I saw a man on the street interview coming out of Pennsylvania last week on Thursday, and they are desperate for somebody to tell them. Given the crime wave across this country, 14 people died in Philadelphia alone this weekend, Dr. Oz. Why would you even say anything that stupid and make it be about election denying again instead of all you needed to do was talk about today, talk about the crime wave happening in Philadelphia? Do you want to lose? Is that what's going on? It makes me so angry. You've got an opportunity. Why are you going stupid? Going to take a break. We come back. Got to talk. The breaking news coming out from Gateway Pundit, as well as the state of Arizona. Welcome back, election deniers. That was the tweet from Rasmussen Reports today. And I'm going to get into all the details when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170. The answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Should we talk a little bit about our favorite little mop-headed doll today, tonight before we get into the breaking news from the Gateway Pundit and the Arizona Audit? Because uh, Ms. KJP, 
Corinne Jean-Pierre, who I think is cute. She's got this cute little like mop mop head hair. Um, but bless her heart. I mean, it's a good thing she's cute, right? And it's a good thing she's, you know, got some, she gets to check some boxes because... <laughs> I don't know if you heard this, Gans. It's not worth doing a whole segment on it, but she was asked about the Nord Stream pipeline today, and she referred it. She referred to it as the Nordstrom pipeline. <laughs> I don't know. You think she? You think she was doing a little unpaid uh, paid sponsorship yeah, from Nordstrom? Slip because she's generally dressed pretty well. It you could be that. Could have been she was buying some new dresses in. Uh, the uh, savvy um, or actually individualist <laughs> department where I used to buy a lot of dresses. In the pipeline. Could have been. <laughs> um, so Peter Ducey, Peter Ducey had quite the exchange with her today about elections. Remember on Friday, I read some tweets after uh, on the heels of the Biden speech in which basically the reason why he was declaring mag- 75 million MAGA voters as enemies of the state is that they were election deniers. They dared to question the outcome of an election. So then I read out some of these tweets from Corrine Jean-Pierre back in 2016. And it was and I was actually I was I've been wondering why didn't he has, hasn't anybody called her out on the fact that here's the spokesperson for the White House who's got multiple tweets in 2016 about Trump stealing the election tweets about Brian Kemp stealing the governor election away from Stacey Abrams. And then enter my man, Peter Ducey, uh, asking this today of Corrine Jean-Pierre. Clip four. The new attention on the MAGA Republicans. You tweeted in 2016 Trump stole an election. I was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, here we go. You tweeted Trump stole an election. You tweeted Brian Kemp stole an election. If denying election results is extreme now, why was it So let's let's be really clear. That... That comparison that you made is just ridiculous. I have How been, I have ridiculous? been, well, you're asking me, you're asking me a question. Yes. Let me answer it. And you said it was Wait, ridiculous. I was, I was talking specifically at that time of what was happening with voting rights and the, what was in danger of voting rights. That's what I was speaking to at the time. No, it was nothing about voting rights. There was absolutely nothing about Donald J. Trump in 2016 and those claiming that he stole the election, including Hillary Clinton, had anything to do with voting rights. It all had to do with this phony ridiculousness that he had colluded with Russians. Right. Same thing with with Brian Kemp in Georgia didn't have anything to do with them denying any black people the right to vote. But even if it did, so what? So it's okay to question the outcome of an election if it has to do with somebody not getting the convenience that they want when they're going to the polls. That's okay to question. It's okay to to be an election denier and deny the outcome of the election if it's based on certain reasons, skins versus others. Doesn't fit the narrative. Right. Well, what I find interesting is, oh, I was waiting, Peter, when you were going to ask me that question. Well, why would you be waiting if you didn't know that that uh, there was some... Uh, some ugly in the background if you hadn't stepped in it, if you didn't have something under the bottom of your shoe <laughs> oh my gosh you know what i'm flashing on right now <laughs> she reminds me of this woman i saw one time come out of the restroom and she had an entire roll of toilet paper <laughs> shoved up under her shoe that's so where what? <laughs> That's that is kind of what Kareem Jean Bihar uh, was when you say, "Oh, I was wondering what somebody's going to ask me about that." It's kind of like, "Yeah, we all <laughs> there's an elephant in the room. <laughs> there's an entire roll of toilet paper shoved up underneath your shoe." Yeah, you know, in other words, that you've been busted with your hypocrisy, right? 
So and and it also tells you in that moment that she had an answer prepared that when somebody finally brought it up to her that she could try to justify. But Ducey wasn't he, he wasn't done then. He proceeded to ask her about it. And here was her response. Clip seven. And we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen. What about the 2016 election? Look. I'm not going to go back to where we were or what happened in 2016. We're going to focus on the here and now. We're going to focus on what's happening today. Uh- Is that what they're doing? Focusing on what's what's happening today? So there's a, I didn't know that there was a statute of limitations on which you can talk about an election and whether or not it was stolen. Because if that was true, I'm still hearing from people about Bush v. Gore back in 2000. Right. So it's always so the bottom line is the message is, is it's always OK for for the Democrats to question the outcome of the election. In fact, in fact, Jamie Raskin actually went on the floor in 2016 and tried to stop the counting of electors, which is the same exact thing that many of us wanted Donald J. Trump to do, wanted wanted Republicans to do. And there were those that were willing to do it because the proof was already out there about the fraud that took place and and illegalities in a variety of different forms to where we actually had enough senators and and representatives from the House because remember the process had to be, we had to have sponsors and they had to have, you know, partners from the House of Representatives and the Senate to actually stand up and say, we contest these electoral votes. In fact, we had enough and that's why, in my opinion, and I'm not the only one to say, that's why the Capitol Police pulled the barricades back, opened up doors. That's when you had Ray Epps telling people to go inside the Capitol. And suddenly everything had to be shut down, Skins. How convenient. And by the way, that process is in the U.S. Constitution. So it's interesting how, so basically it's like everything else. It's that the Democrats get to contest elections, outcomes. And if you do, you are an election denier that deserves to be persecuted and prosecuted and treated like an enemy of the state and domestic and a domestic violence extremism. Let me tell you what happened in Arizona. So I saw this today. Um, from Rasmussen Reports, which is uh, hardly some, you know, kooky outfit. Um, I'm going to read you their thread from their tweets today because basically instead of you having to go and read, you know, pages, 10 pages of a report, here's what they tweeted out today. Welcome back, election deniers. The only place in America voters ever got to examine all of their own 2020 ballots after certification was Maricopa County, Arizona. The Arizona Senate authorized and supervised this official audit by voter volunteers. They found a lot of problems. And I quote, and they actually posted today pictures of the volunteers that came today, and they were all there in, on mass showing uh, support for the results. Quote, I would watch the ballots go by, and there were odd patterns. Seven of those ballots were for Biden, one for Trump. Seven for Biden, one for Trump. Seven for Biden, one for Trump. That clearly doesn't, that's not statistically possible. You would think that they would be, see, they didn't expect an audit to be done right because you would think that they'd be smart enough to not have it. Randomize it a bit. Yeah, randomize it. Don't be so obvious. You know, if, you know, like even a junior high or high schooler knows that if you're going to cheat off of somebody, you know, you throw in a, you, you know, if you've got, if you've got the valedictorian next to you and you know they're going to get all the answers right, you throw a wrong answer in there if you're going to cheat, right? I mean, you don't make it obvious. 
More quotes. There were a lot of things we noticed that were not organic. The bubbles being filled in absolutely perfect. It was obviously not done by a human hand as though they were printed. A human being did not do that. The volunteer quote, the volunteers stop and look at a ballot. The paper was very thin. The paper was really thin because when they moved it, gestures as if waving a hand, it was really thin. Only one official ballot paper type was approved. Ten types were discovered by volunteers. Um, officials in Maricopa County had said, quote, all counted ballots are printed on 80 pound voter secure ballot paper, except they weren't. Ten different types, weights of paper were found by the volunteers who examined the 2.1 million ballots. Um, the good news, Rasmussen report says all 2.1 million Maricopa County, Arizona ballots have been digitized into high res front and back images, the kind that can be stored quickly by computer for specific issues like counterfeiting. Only one step remains a new Arizona attorney general who would do it. Unlike the guy they currently have. So, um, volunteers, Sat and looked at all this and found abnormalities and proof of fraud in Arizona. Um, could be why, you know, it, did, it, it makes you wonder, you know, because member Fox so quickly calling it for Arizona. Why would they why would they know that that's the state to so quickly call it? Arizona had never been had never been a, a, a state that that was we never said so goes Arizona in the past. That was never a state we looked at skins and we're like, wow, you know, um, we all eyes on Arizona. Interesting how uh, they knew. They knew to call that state early. Well, Gateway Pundit has an even more shocking article out today. 13 minutes of never before seen footage of ballot trafficking in Detroit, Michigan, including postal workers. And we will share the details with you about that. You election deniers have a safe space here on the Andrea K Show. And we are going to tell you why when we come back. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We got a hurricane off the coast of Mexico. Hurricane K. Is that named after moi? <laughs> you need, I, I'm waiting for a hurricane AK. All right. Uh, but that's evidently going to bring us a little rain on Saturday. Um that's going to hopefully cool us off a little bit, but it's just been so humid. I don't know if it's going to do that. Hey, um, next hour, I've expanded the news you can use to actually incu- include a local um, bigwig actually here on the station and in San Diego County. And that is Gary Quackenbush, who's going to be here on the news you can use. I was actually on his show Friday and got lots of great uh, response from people that was said that they were pleasantly surprised to hear me on his show. So... He's going to be here in the next segment. For now, we're going to continue. He's actually got some advice. Y'all know how concerned I am about kids right now and what's going on with kids. And so I've reached out to him to bring some uh, news you can use, something you guys can take away from the show uh, for your real life and help help make your lives better. And he's got an idea for what you need to do uh, involving your kids if your parents out there. So definitely stay tuned for Gary Quackenbush coming up. But continuing on with our... Um, the there we're being called election deniers. Anytime you know that somebody's hurling some invective at you like that, it means you're over the target. It means you're right on. Because if they really believe that you were a kook, they would just ignore you. Because isn't that what you do with people that are just like crazy and sane? You just ignore them, right? Um, no, it's it's. I think I mentioned this quote Friday night in the words of Hillary Clinton's BFF, Lanny Davis. 
when you can't win the argument on the merits, the left seeks to demonize the person with whom they they disagree, and that's what's going on. Um, I don't. There's very few media outlets that will have Dinesh D'Souza on their show to actually talk about the election mules, the two thousand mules that swung the election. Uh, there's more proof of mules and that activity taking place today coming out of Michigan. As reported by the Gateway Pundit, they have, uh, I don't know how many minutes is it, I posted this on 13 minutes of never-before-seen footage of the 2020 presidential election. Uh, the MC4E1 team in Michigan sent, spent hours scouring, scouring through thousands of hours of security footage to put together. So thousands of hours of security footage to put together the 13-minute video. Uh, you can see the fraud that took place. Um, this, in, in part, this has to do with 100% Patty Murray, McMurray from 100% Fed Up, who helped in doing this. Um, you know, stuffing the ballot box, in, including uh, U.S. postal workers. And by the way, one, one, one point about this is, weren't we told that this is supposed to be, this was, by the way, they're telling us the most secure election in, in United States history. Yet these boxes had no security. None whatsoever. There's even conservatives that are like, well, the thing we need to do is vote early. And and yeah, there's nothing wrong with your mail-in ballot. Um, well, th- this, what was going on with these ballot boxes is this is where Zucker, uh, Mark Zuckerberg's $400 million went to set up these mailbox, mail uh, drop-off boxes for mail-in ballots everywhere and um, stuffing the ballot boxes using mules that included the U.S. Postal Service. And they set up in Pennsylvania, and I'm not quite sure in Michigan, but one of the reasons why I believe in Michigan, a judge actually found that it was discriminatory because they were sitting up, setting up these boxes, far more drop boxes in Democrat districts than they were in Republican districts. So why were they doing that? So they could stuff the boxes. And you can see it happening in video. And yet they're trying to tell us we're domestic violence extremists if we're not willing to accept the outcome of the election. They wouldn't be telling us that if the proof that they stole the election wasn't right in our faces. So this is why I'm aggravated, why I was so aggravated earlier with Dr. Oz saying today, why, I mean, what's the, why, why say that today? Why would you do that? That's the dumbest thing I think I've heard some, a candidate say in a while, particularly on a day it doesn't advance his, his race at all. It doesn't help anything in any way. This is some, I guarantee you, some Republican establishment hack whispering in his ear that he needed to say that. No, what he needed to say was continue to double down on the truth that MAGA are, are, are not the, the enemies of the state. It's the forces of the left through tyranny, through an attempt to control the outcome of our elections, either through mules, either through... Uh, Supreme Courts, like in the Pennsylvania, or through the FBI and the DOJ colluding with big tech, covering up crimes of a candidate's son, all methods in which to control the outcome of the elections. We have the truth on our side. And if you want to win as a Republican, be bold and be bold in that truth and you'll win. All right. Stay tuned. Coming up is hour two. In next segment, we've got a friend of of yours and mine. Gary Quackenbush is going to be here. And the news you can use segment, so don't go anywhere. Many- Three stars.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.